Yep. Hey, Peter, welcome to my house. We're having our first recording session here in the uh, sunny tropical destination of Dieppe, New Brunswick. Mm-hmm. Well, it is very warm. It is. Thank goodness for air conditioning, right? Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> so this is our, our first episode of our hobbying podcast. Mm-hmm. So take we, two. Yeah, take two, yeah. Let's, let's be honest and upfront about that. <laughs> so many technical difficulties. Well, you know. Yeah. Rome wasn't built in a day. It's true. It's true. Um, I like to view myself as more of a Carthage myself, but, you know, elephants and so on. I think I'm more of a Pompeii. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the volcano ash-covered aspect of things. People will find my body thousands of years from now. Mm, Perfectly preserved. (laughs) (laughs) And they'll have so many questions. Yeah, but we won't be there to answer them. And even if we were, we wouldn't. (laughs) No. (laughs) So... Yeah, so have we come up with a name for this this uh, presentation of amazingness? Mm, well, I think it was your idea, but it was hob, what hobnobbing. Hobnobbing, yeah, that was one of my suggestions. Okay, yeah. I had some other very bad ones. Yeah, and your brother as well had a, one today. What was it? Hobby. Hobby hobbies. Hobby hobbies. Yeah. No, no, I won't let myself no. be defined by my husbandry, <laughs> animal or otherwise. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> You know my love of animals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Animal man. Yeah. So, yeah, hobnobbing, I suppose, is where we stand for now. But, you know, maybe we could have, like, a contest or something. That's something that podcasters do. Mm-hmm. And be like, hey, you know, we'll, we'll give you a, a new Ford Impala. No, that's... <laughs> a sh- we'll sit, well, yes, we'll give you a Ford Impala. Yeah. If you... As soon as we find one. Yep, that's right. <laughs> That'll be the prize if you come up with a better name than hobnobbing. <laughs> <laughs> so h- hobbies seem to be mm-hmm. a universal thing among the male of the species what's your take on that do you think that's that's more so true amongst males than females yes well generally but i think maybe it's the men realize that they're hobbies mm-hmm. whereas perhaps the females tend not to right because they're definitely interested in things. Oh, they are. They, mm-hmm. these, they are. these strange creatures. They are. Mm-hmm. Who are totally unknowable and understandable. <laughs> uh, you know, like, uh, my wife is very interested in things like fitness, mm-hmm. health. Uh, we just got into gardening this weekend. Gardening? Really? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Another female, my mother, came over and helped us get started with that. Yep. My wife loves to weed our flower beds and make our yard look beautiful. So there you go. I mean, that is a hobby. It is. They won't admit that, though. No. That's work. They're working hard with those things. Serious work. Yeah, yeah. Whereas what we do, I'll admit, is not that serious a work. (laughs) (laughs) I have no such illusions. Yeah. So, yeah, like, that seems to be the universal thing between males and females. But something else I thought of was, how do you divide up hobbies? I I like to categorize things. I'm a man of science, you know. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I, I thought of it as being, you know, indoors versus outdoors hobbies. Mm-hmm. So, like, my question to you then is, Peter, where do you lie on the spectra spectrum of of the hobbies? Are you well, well indoors, indoors, <laughs> well indoors, Excellent. away from windows, even if possible. <laughs> no UV light whatsoever. <laughs> no, no, of course yeah. not. Yeah, it's very sensitive. Um, no, yeah, definitely, definitely on the indoor. Uh, spectrum. Well, it's funny you you break things down uh, as far as like uh, indoor and outdoor. I was thinking more in terms of like breadth 
versus depth. Oh, okay. You know, kind of plot that as an X, Y axis or whatever. Do tell. Do tell. Because I was thinking about like you and me, we have our, you know, our passions. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, but I would say that you are more like a breadth person where you like, you know, try a lot of different things. True. Mm-hmm. You're very open to new things. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you kind of like very, find out what you want to know. Yeah. I'm very aspirational as well in my hobbies. We can just discuss that more as we go, but yeah, absolutely. I would, I would definitely see that too. Yeah. Whereas myself, I think as more of a, a depth person where I've sort of got the, the one main obsession Mm-hmm. You know, the music thing. I'm yeah. sort of like just kind of mining that vein as far as it'll go. Yeah. And like, man, uh, just to shout out there, everyone heard that awesome introduction song. That was Peter's doing 100%. I asked, are we going to have an introductory song? And he's like, yeah, I've already made it. Like, <laughs> blown away. Blown away. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, thank you. Well, you know, this is what I do. So like, um, yeah, like uh, all of my hobbies tend to kind of come back to audio or music hmm. like even doing this is is you know adjacent to that i had i had all the stuff absolutely so that's why it's happening yeah it's perfect um and just on the topic of us doing this it was funny peter came up to me the other day at an event and he said you know have you have you ever thought about doing a podcast and i love podcasts like i'm that's how i get through my commutes to work from my suburban little place out here and yeah, I've been thinking about doing podcasts for a while, so this is this is great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's we're living the dream right now. Absolutely, totally. we have microphones, mm-hmm. headphones. Yep, headphones, man. Tablets. Yep, the technology here is amazing. <laughs> Two tabbies. <laughs> Two tabbies, all them tabbies running side by side. <laughs> so let's let's maybe talk a bit about our hobbies. So Peter, why don't you tell us about what you're into? What do you what do you you were mentioning? You have a great depth. <laughs> Yes, hobby. I'm very deep. Yeah, I'm uh, not. <laughs> I will happily admit. Well, that, that was my point. Yes, <laughs> yeah, very shallow, superficial. Good. Yep, that's, that's a fair assessment. <laughs> uh, so many. So no, many not really. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there eventually. Yes, no. So, like everything, uh, kind of comes back to music for me. Like, um, yeah. So I like started playing music as a kid. Like my my parents are kind of to blame for this, I guess, because they put me in. Music for young children when I was four. Mm. You know, wow. started yeah, started piano lessons with uh, Nancy Hudson. Really? Yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was kind of like a little class in her her basement, much like where we are right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Except with you know a bunch of little children uh, with little uh, what are you, like little like uh, sock puppet things oh, to sorry. like act act out like you know this is like the treble clef. Oh really? You need to do this is the bass clef. So this was like, puppet. yeah, okay. So it was, this was like all the theory as well. Oh yeah, it was right, right from the beginning. Yeah. Ah, okay. There's the yeah. depth of that. I yeah. Think. Well, the idea of music for young children, right, is like to to hook kids while they're too young to say no, mm-hmm. to eventually mold them into uh, classical musicians. Okay, kind of like a cult of some kind, sort of Basically, catch them when they're yeah, young. And- yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Okay, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it didn't work on me. My mind was too strong. <laughs> <laughs> Little do you know. You're hooked on music, my man. <laughs> I am, but I'm not very good at reading. <laughs> music or English. I can't read. <laughs> no, but like the point of that, like the classical ways, like to, you know, read music, be able to just like see it and play it, right? Mm-hmm. On, you know, usually piano and another instrument besides that, or just piano. 
So I was kind of on that track for a while until I was like nine, I think. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, eh, this is boring. You know, it wasn't very interesting. Like it, I had never really chosen it anyway, right? It was just something I had to do. I was like, nah, I'm going to quit. And my parents were, you know, very sick of taking me anyway. So like, great. Mm. And then I didn't really do much with music at all for a few dark years there. And then I think when I was 12, I started getting into guitar and then I kind of learned on my own. And I started using my ear and sort of kind of relearned everything I had forgotten from that. And then like, you know, kept going, kept going. And uh, so I was like a guy with a guitar for a long time, like not like a cool guy at a party or something playing Wonderwall in the corner. Mm. More the guy who plays uh, the intro to uh, Purple Haze on his guitar in his bedroom. Okay. And, <laughs> Uh, is very mortified if anyone hears him. <laughs> Despite it being spot on. <laughs> oh, oh, it was not. It was <laughs> <Sure>. very bad. <laughs> but uh, it's, I don't know, it's like so much fun though at the same time just doing it at all for some reason. Like, I don't know why that is. Hmm. But uh, here we are, right? Yeah. This is what we're talking about. Why, the, why are these things so fun even though we're not even good at them necessarily? That's it. I, you know, sometimes even though we're not good at something, we take the time out of other things that we could be doing and, and devote it to. We sacrifice that time. And sometimes it's even frustrating, isn't it? Like, I can think of so many people that golf and they hate every second of it. <laughs> I, I think of, of relatives of mine who, who do things and complain about it vociferously. Yeah. <laughs> and yet they do them. <laughs> and there they, they go. must. They must do them. They must golf. Yeah, they must golf. They must do whatever. And it's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, music music can be like that. I mm. tried to explain that to my wife once, too much to her, her horror. She <laughs> <laughs> was like, I don't know, it's just like this thing I have to do. She's like, why do you, you know, why do you care so much about it? If, you know, you just get mad when it doesn't go right and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, I don't know, I just have to do it. Anyway, so that didn't go anywhere. So <laughs> here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not playing in any bands anymore. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, now I do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like that's kind of the cool thing about music, though, to me, is like getting back to the depth thing, is like there are so many different ways to do music. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, what I really... So I, I was kind of like stuck on that like playing by yourself level for a long time until I hooked up with Justin Donald. Okay. And yeah, we started yeah. playing like real garage rock music in his mini home. Just, you know, half a mile from here. Yeah, about that. And rocking out. And then, like, we kind of, like, took that as far as we could go. Just the two of us. I was playing drums. I had learned drums in the meantime. And he was playing guitar. And we, like, played a few gigs. And it was fun, you know? It was actually really fun. Even though it was, like, not really good. I mean, it was it was not horrible. But it was not really, like, fancy or anything, right? Mm-hmm. Very basic. But uh, yeah. it was fun. It was, like... You guys did some good shows yeah. and stuff, too, like... Yeah, you, you heard us there once or twice. Yeah, I think. Fun stuff. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah, it was just fun. It was like it was a cool way to hang out with friends and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Do the whole music thing. So did that for a while, and then then it kind of transitioned into the Confidence Man band mm-hmm. with the St. John Boys. So that was sort of like another kind of like quantum leap, I guess, going from like just a couple guys to like a real band, you know, four guys you know, learning to play with all these guys. And then we kind of took that as far as it could go, you know, playing out and trying to find gigs and stuff. And then got into the Lars band there, the Wild Hofners. Mm-hmm. And that was like, that was sort of like another 
Quantum Leap because like that band was like actually good. Yeah. Like not the mm -hmm. conference band is not good or not fun, but it's like the it was like for the first time we got that hit of that pure like playing well mm. drug. <laughs> and it was like, oh man, this is like actually good. This yeah, is yeah. this is like real music. Totally. So that was that was fun. So it was like that feeling of playing in a tight band of like mm. nailing the ending to something or or you know, everybody's like on it that was cool and we got to play more gigs with that band too and like that band was actually a little bit popular right yeah so that was yeah, nice well. yeah you know so it was all right and then you know that kind of went you know took its course and then well you know, life sometimes are. intercepts you right like, yeah in your case you got married right around the time yes yeah, yeah that that kind of changed the situation doesn't it though yeah yeah, yeah and so in my case like i have been married now for actually coming on 10 years this september almost there mm -hmm. and uh i was there girls yeah you were best man <laughs> pretty good man yeah yeah certainly not the worst <laughs> <laughs> um i took my hobby and cue from my dad my dad is the sort of person as well who has a, a breadth of hobbies he gets really into something for short stretches of time and then like he bores of things and then moves on to the next like come the spring and summer he is an avid gardener uh often in the winter he becomes either a woodworker or uh, a musician my dad loves to play music i i wanted to get into music a bit but i i i don't have a great sense of rhythm and i also have bad hearing i had the the tubes in my ears when i was a kid and stuff and it it kind of permanently messed up my hearing a little bit. So I don't hear as clearly as some people, I think, do. Because I hear music, I enjoy music, but it doesn't hit that part of my soul like it does for you, I don't think. Eh? Yeah, well, I don't know. Hard to say. Yeah, I don't know. But that's, that's the thing, though, about music, though, is like the more you know about it, sometimes the more you hate it. Okay. <laughs> well, I like it. I yeah. Just, yeah. I've never been able to, like, perform it. It always seems like a magical trick to me. I remember in high yeah. school trying to get into... They, they had us, of course... Uh, for music class, play an instrument, like a brass instrument, because everyone, mm. you know, loves having the trombone pulled out of a party. That's a great thing to teach a high school student. The guitars were carefully <laughs> yeah. locked away, yeah. and I was given the slide trombone, which I always enjoyed. Not the way. valve trombone? Oh, no, no, no. The one where I could, which, well, I sh shouldn't say I was given it. I chose it of the rack of the the musical instruments, because I could go, wow. That's yeah. all I did, all music class long. <laughs> I'd have parts to do in a song, and my music teacher knew me and liked me, and she would purposely give me give yeah. us songs to do, which included that. I think it's the glissande. Yes, yeah, gliss, yeah, gliss, yeah, yeah. Just okay. call it gliss. We uh, cool uh, music cats. Gliss. Call okay. it gliss. That's a lot cooler than my bad, <laughs> bad medieval Spanish <laughs> or Italian. Sorry, bad medieval Italian. <laughs> Yeah. So that was my experience with music. But mm. yeah, my dad was into music. But like I say, he would skip from thing to thing depending on, on the season or what he was into or what has caught him recently. Yeah. But uh, um, with me, I, I have a few things that I've gotten very deeply into. Like I love writing. I started writing as a teenager really, really bad science fiction stories. <laughs> then uh, as an adult, I, I remember I had this one year where I said, I'm not going to play computer games or go on social media or anything. I'm going to write a book. And I sat down and I wrote a science fiction novel. I, 
I put it on Amazon for a while. I never sent it into a publisher or anything because life got a bit too busy to be making adjustments. But I actually finished that book. It turned out to be over 300 pages long. And uh, I think one or two people that I know of actually soldiered through that on my behalf, which I view as incredible charity. <laughs> Someday I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow up and put it out more. And for, for a course I was doing one time, I, I started writing a detective novel. And I was able to uh, tie in a business trip that I had with that and set my, my detective novel in Chicago where I had to go on a business trip. So I was able to kind of put together two of my lovely hobbies, work and, <laughs> and writing, Yeah, which is sad, but very sad. Really true. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, I would say I've gotten quite deeply into writing, but again, like my dad, though, I kind of mm. come and go on things and I haven't written probably seriously or conscientiously in, well, probably at least a year. But um, I, I find a lot of enjoyment in some other things. Like <laughs> I have uh, what I call my aspirations of being an outdoorsman, mm -hmm. which I, I come and go on as well. So uh, as we sit here in my little enchanted grotto, my, my, my study and, and our you know, rec room kind of thing, mm -hmm. Peter, you, you can attest to the fact that I have it decorated in kind of an outdoorsmanly style with things that I seldom use. Out yeah, well, outdoors. you have the very outdoorsy Nintendo 64. True, true that. that. Yeah. <laughs> My fishing rod on the wall. Didn't, uh, didn't uh, Thoreau <laughs> also play the Nintendo 64? I think he did, yes. That was, yeah. Donkey Kong? <laughs> Donkey Country. <laughs> yes. There you go. Donkey Country, that's what it's called. Donkey Country, yes. <laughs> yeah. Donkey so, Conky. So, I, like, a couple of years ago, I bought myself a, a bow, like a compound bow, and I started to actually avidly becoming uh, an archer yeah i remember that yeah and i spent like a, a good year and a half quite regularly become uh practicing archery and i got to the point where i could hit a target about 100 feet away a target that was like four inches across so i mean i got pretty mm -hmm. good at it i was able to pass my rigorous they actually physically test you to make sure you can actually hit targets and a good bunch of guys in the class that i was in actually failed which I found kind of amusing because these guys, and you have to picture this, I'm a slight, uh, n slightly under, under height and perhaps underweight for your average New Brunswicker male uh, dressed in... For New Brunswick, yeah. For New Brunswick, yeah, dressed in like business casual attire. Where, where are you wearing khakis at the time? Yeah, I was. Were there pleats in these khakis? Of course. <laughs> yes, pleats in my khakis. Uh, uh, Ralph Lauren button-down shirt. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Of a not very manly color. Yes. Your shoes, were they of a nautical nature? Perhaps a boat shoe? They were a boat shoe, yes. Mm -hmm, yeah. It was a boat shoe. Yep. And surrounding me were many large scales, of, of a different scale than me. Like, I'm like a two-thirds scale to most of these guys Indeed, around Indeed, yeah. Shot entirely in camouflage from head to toe. Yeah. And you know, I could hit that target, and they mm -hmm. could. And that, was, that, that did my soul some good. Yeah. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, so I was able to pass that test. I did extremely well on the written test, as you'd expect. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was good. Um, yeah, so I, you know, I, I actually did become a bow hunter and that fall, despite the fact that I had many business things I had to attend to and, and uh, responsibilities of another sort that, that uh, Peter and I are both very familiar with. Mm -hmm. to We're talking about our contract killing business. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Boy, we sure got that guy <laughs> with a bow. You never saw it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the, I got <laughs> the arrow was made of ice. That's how they never caught us. Exactly. Yes, it's melted <laughs> away. <laughs> uh, now they're going to catch us. It's all over. We have to go to Mexico now. <laughs> well, the, the, the arrows are going to melt right away, though. It's true, and we'll, our hobbies will be burrito making and 
wall building or something. I don't know. Wall paying. <laughs> it's too political, Stephen. Too political. Oh, oh boy. Oh, 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 oh. We're going to go there. Yep. So, I, again, the aspirational outdoorsman. I, you know, I spent that fall many long weekends uh, off in my father-in-law's woodlot, which he said I could hunt in because he doesn't like deer eating his garden. So mm-hmm. that was my target, the deer. But, of course... There are no deer in southeastern New Brunswick because we've had a Cabela's open up <clears throat> and a Bass Pro Shop, yeah. and and everybody and their dog goes out shooting deer with their big long rifles. But I don't get to use the long rifle because my wife doesn't want me to have a gun, so I was able to. And to be fair, I agree with her. Yeah, I mean I do too. That you know I'm a clumsy person to an extent. I would definitely have lost a toe by now. At least. At least. And my, actually, you know what? She has a, a cousin who actually lost, he's a, he is a, like a legit outdoorsman. He lost three middle toes off of his right foot. Yeah. With a gun. Yeah. While duck hunting. So, you know, I, I get it. Of I course, don't, he mistake, he's, he, it's an easy mistake to make mistaking your foot for a duck. They're very similar. Very similar. He had a lot of feathers on his foot, I think. His toes, were they webbed? Perhaps. Perhaps he may have had that genetic deformity, but man, he can swim. Wow. <laughs> well, he could before he shot them off. It's true. Yeah, that's hampered things somewhat. Yeah, he, now he kind of doggo paddles, but anyway, it's something. Yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, when I was out hunting, I sat there. Not many deer uh, were seen, not many deer were heard, but I had a wonderful time, and that's something I'm going to try and pick up uh, again this fall coming up, hopefully, so long as my... Uh, my work situation allows for that, and things often get busy in the fall. Um, my one of my other hobbies, as of late, especially, is work. Like work for me is is a big part of my life. I work for a petrochemical company, and it takes up a lot of time. I've had to do a lot of hours there, and it's not a fun hobby, <laughs> but it is. It becomes kind of a hobby too, and that's something that I, I think is interesting as well because I have uh, my father-in-law is an avid worker as a hobby. Like, he has mm-hmm. things that some would consider a hobby, but he, he works at them, and they become to him, like, his job, even though he's yeah. retired right now. And mm-hmm. I kind of feel a certain kinship to that now, as I've, you know, had a family and, and realized, oh, you know, I have to not just show up and kind of slack off mm. and wait till I get home anymore. I got to, you know, I got to kind of crush it kind of thing a little bit. Uh. It kind of becomes to a point climb where... Climb that corporate ladder. Well, yeah, you know, or just not get fired. You know, <laughs> that's always a good thing in our modern economy. So, I mean, yeah. you know, that, that kind of becomes part of it. And after a while of getting, like, kind of steeped in it enough, you become interested even in something that may seem kind of mundane that you might be doing every day, and it almost becomes an, an interest for you. But, you know, wow. keep it in check kind of yeah. thing, you know. That's funny because I kind of feel like I've had a bit the opposite trajectory with my own work. Okay. Where when I started as a designer of graphics, uh, I was very interested in it, like as a passion, you know, as uh, you know, in my late, like late teens and early twenties. I was I like, remember that when we yeah, first met, you yeah. were your interest at that oh, point yeah. had been less I music had, and more graphic yeah, design. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, so graphic design is not the passion for me it once was, even though I think I'm actually a little better at it now than I used to be. I mean, I've been doing it for a decade, so I should hope so. As you would be. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't really feel so passionately about it now. I, I, I take rejection a little bit better now, <laughs> slightly better. I remember uh, the trials and tribulations of some of the uh, the customers. Yeah. Yeah, the stories were really quite entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately... We will not hear them now, but <laughs> that wouldn't be good for business <laughs> for, for legal purposes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, um, 
Uh, it's actually a lot better in some ways. Like most of, most of our customers are actually kind of longer term customers that most of them do tend to trust me now. And that's what you want, stuff. isn't it? You yeah. want you want those strategic customers that you know you get ninety percent of your your money with you know that maybe ten percent of that work, but they're the ones that you really want to focus on. And sometimes you you know you you fire customers. That's how it works in some businesses. I don't know. If yeah. Works, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. No comment. Uh, <laughs> with no. me, uh, like, the, the way I look at it is so often in life you can take something that may stress you out or make life difficult or, you know, just keep you up awake at night or you can kind of enjoy it. And, you know, now I I find myself looking up information about railroads or, or you know, the pi- price of ethylene going into the market and things like that, you know, and how our polyethylene stock is doing and everything like that. So it's sort of just not something I dwell upon too much or tell my friends or family about, but it's there and, you know, I, I kind of enjoy it. And you kind of bring the positive home with you as much as you can, I guess, instead of the negative. So, yeah, that's sort of work mm-hmm. as a hobby, work as play. I think there was a philosopher that said that make work play and you can live your life a little happier. <laughs> so, mm. yeah. Um, what if your work is a play? What if you're a Broadway stage actor? Then I think it's all misery. <laughs> Probably. That, that would be my estimation. Those people do seem very miserable. <laughs> they do. They do. That's where all the, the well, that's where the pharmaceutical companies make their money, right? So, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. so again, kind of going back to the aspirational outdoorsman side of things, something that I've been really interested in in the past little while um, is sailing. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to watch the Around the World Sailing Race when it would come on occasionally on TSN. But uh, the, the Around the World Sailing Race, and, and slightly before that, the America's Cup was on. And I have a colleague at work, Lees, and she uh, she is, well, actually, she did some sailing back competitively when she was in college. And so she kind of got me back onto that again. And I've been following that closely. And we had a recent trip down to Lunenburg where I was able to sail on uh, an actual sailboat and actually was able to take the helm and raise the sails and all this good stuff. Uh, it's really given me the bug. And so I, that's something I, I kind of plan to do for myself in the next few years. Uh, I think I'm going to wait till my kids are a bit older so that where, you know, where I will be lost at sea, hopefully they will at least have had a few years with me to know me a little bit, but yeah, you know, that's good. I think, you know, that's responsible. But uh, that's that's one of my goals. My dad built... Is parenting one of your hobbies? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes, I, I'm an avid parenter. <laughs> Do it all the ways. <laughs> uh, my dad, part of his... I mentioned his interest in woodworking. He actually built himself a little tiny sailboat. I mean tiny. When, when I was a kid. And we used to go out in that sometimes in the Miramichi River. The mighty Miramichi. Which was probably vaguely suicidal. Because it wasn't very big. And that's a very big river. But, uh, yeah, that kind of mm-hmm. started me off as well. So, I, uh, like I say, in the next year or two, couple of years, I, I plan to uh, try to get myself a little sailboat. And uh, just something I can haul around with my car. I have a car. I don't have a truck or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just something I can haul around with my car. I don't have to pay excessive marina fees or anything like that. And have you considered making your car into a sailboat? Uh, I think that would be very wise. I think the insurance companies may have some qualms about it, but, you know. Why do they have to know? It's true. It's true. It's just, you know, keep it all under the under the table and they don't need to know. It's, just know. keep it off the books. That's it. 
I think that would be the solution. So anyway, I think I'm going to try and keep everybody abreast on my mm-hmm. my sailing dreams as we produce more episodes. So, right. but speaking of that, producing more episodes. So what what are we going to be doing here, uh, Peter? What are our objectives? Well, uh, we had talked about having some guests on, maybe. Yeah. Some absolutely. of our friends, we could talk about their pot their their podcast, yeah. which they'll be launching soon. I'm sure they will, actually. <laughs> I wouldn't be Those idiots can do it. We have some uh, friends that have YouTube channels, so I mean... That's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I have a YouTube channel. Yeah. I don't have any viewers, but I have a channel. I have a channel, too, and uh, I made one video, and it was very bad, and <laughs> nobody watched it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've made several videos, and no one has watched them. <laughs> but were your videos about obscure European city simulators? Yeah, there you go. That's the, that's what no, you got to do. No, they're aimed at um, uh, teaching uh, tweens how to play music. <laughs> Much like you teach Korean tweens how to speak English. That's right. You're, yeah. you're an educator. That is not a hobby. That is strictly professional. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Yeah, shout out to uh, Jihoo. Oh. Mm, had a good lesson today. Anyang. Anyang <laughs> <laughs> to Jihoo. It's the only Korean I know from Arrested yeah. Development. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, that's good, though, because you don't want to know the Korean. You want to know the English. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I try to get some Korean out of them. They won't do it. They're very dedicated. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. Very committed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so we have some friends who have some very good hobbies, like close to home. My father-in-law has incredible hobbies that take place, you know, not more than... You know, mm-hmm. A few hundred feet from us here, making maple syrup and yep. yeah, making mm-hmm. his own lumber. He's he's a, a true outdoorsman uh, yep. in an industrial sense of the word. And uh, my dad, who again, like I had mentioned, um, has a, a breadth of hobbies that he's very into by times. And uh, we also have some friends. Uh, I have, we have a friend in Fredericton, I think, that who would be a, a truly interesting one. Who, one who has his own YouTube channel about his hobbies, mm-hmm. so, which. I would say is becoming less hobby and becoming more lifestyle for some of these folks. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, maybe they'll explore that in a future episode. Absolutely. Where do, where do you draw the line? The sky's the limit, really. You should definitely pursue things as far as they can possibly go. I agree. Yep. If you're not, why are you bothering? You got to crush it. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So something else we're going to talk a bit about, I think, at the start of each episode, our plan is to kind of discuss where our hobbies are at. What have we been hobbying at in the past Indeed. period since our last podcast? I, I would like to say we commit to a week, but I mean, even some of the, the big... Like another, are you say like we commit to making another episode? <laughs> that would be a good start. Wow. Another episode, but like an episode a week. It's like between the week, you know, the week that we've past since our last podcast i mean that would be cool to say but even some of the big expensive podcasts that i listen to you know with staff and so on they don't even necessarily put out one a week really wow yeah some don't not the ones i listen to yeah they're a class all the way okay yeah well i listen to one astonishing legends they're amazing but they do have dark weeks where they have a a week skipped for research and so on or life and yeah they're Mm. you know they are I guess yeah. that's the difference. None of the podcasts I listen to involve research in any way. Oh, really? Oh, They're yes. pretty much information-free. <laughs> See, mine are almost all research. Like, I'm a yeah. big uh, uh, How Stuff Works mm. podcast network yeah. fiend. I, they, they've frankly saved the lives of many Moncton drivers because of their, their calming uh, impact on my yeah. road rage as I take my maddening commute to work from Dieppe to Moncton. Yeah. So, yeah, those, those guys are... 
they're they're frequent. Like they they follow a consistent schedule, and so you know that's something we can aspire to. I think. Yeah. 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 So you know, sure. between those periods that we have not done a podcast, we can talk a bit about what we've accomplished in sure. the world of hobbyists. Well, I can tell you right now what I've been up to in my hobbies lately. All right, let's do it up. You know, so like it's it's always going to be music related, basically. Mm-hmm. So lately, what I've been into is within the world of music is learning what do horns do. It's like it's funny you mentioned playing the trombone. Mm, it's like poorly. <laughs> yep. So. Uh, uh, for most of my life, I've been an avid listener of like R&B and soul music, you know, Motown, that kind of thing. Like, I really love that kind of stuff. And uh, there's like almost always like horn sections involved, right? You know? Yeah. The Memphis horns or uh, whatever, Jerry Hayes horns. Anyway, um, but I've never really understood what they do, you know, like on a, a musical level. Like, what role are they actually playing in the ensemble? Because mm-hmm. like in rock and roll, very few horns. Right. I mean, occasional, you know, you got your Bruce Springsteen's. He's got one. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, so I was like, so just recently I did this sort of deep dive on like horn arrangements. Like, what do they do? So I learned that like the trumpet plays the lead line. They played the melody, the melody of the uh, horn pattern. Okay. And uh, so they usually play like the top note. Hmm. And then the trombone, close to home, they play the bottom. Okay. They're on. They're the bass. They're actually written on the bass clef, as I'm sure you remember. So oh, completely. So they usually just sort of double each other, right? So they just make an octave, which is just like a big, loud, punching sound. But what really is interesting to me is in between you have the tenor saxophone, which plays. Uh, you know, could be different things. It could be like a harmony note. Could be another octave. Mm-hmm. Could just double the uh, the uh, melody line. So. That's what's going on. So sometimes they play chords underneath, like the vocals. Sometimes they play what they call stabs, stings, riffs, so on. Hmm. It's a whole thing. Okay. So that's that's my hobby update. Interesting. Yeah. I like that. I don't really have anything prepared myself, but, you know, I look forward to offering more about my hobby updates next time we do a podcast. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, well, uh, with that in mind, uh, the trombone, I recall... Is as in addition to the gliss, also allowed me to reach forward to the very pretty girl in front of me and tap her seat and get her attention, which I love. I love attention. So, <laughs> so that was very very helpful in high school. I thought, but mm-hmm. anyway, that was you know that's my contribution to the right. the usage of horns yeah. in, in bands. <laughs> uh-huh. So what happened after you got her attention? Uh, usually lots of witty banter. And then she would actually buckle down because she actually was a good musician. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. I was so just your more horn humor didn't really work on her. Like, oh no, she thought I was great. But, oh, oh yeah. But really? It was yeah. What she was surprise. very serious about it. Oh, I <laughs> about see. it. Whereas I was just killing, mm. killing credits. <laughs> it wasn't in science or computers, so I wasn't all that interested. It was one of those uh, electives that you had no choice but to take. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah. have to take an art selective. So it might as well be trombone. Yeah, well, the, the limits were, the options were limited. We had a, a very crazy arts, art teacher, mm-hmm. and uh, she would routinely, even though you did a lot of work on something, would decide, you know, you're going to have a really great mark, or next week, you're going to have a really bad mark. It was just so mm. random. I didn't mm-hmm. want to place my my Because what you want in the arts is consistency. I would hope. 
<laughs> at least when it comes to high school grades. <laughs> the most important grades of all. Yeah. Well, you know, they're all credits, and they're all part of that, like, are you going to get a good, uh, a good final average or not? And to think, that's what kept you out of Harvard. Yeah, I know, eh? <laughs> if only. And then, uh, <laughs> grade 9 art mark. Exactly. If only, if only Mrs. Gallant had been a little bit more oh. charitable in her. <laughs> I presume she's dead now or probably never will listen to a podcast. <laughs> well, I certainly hope so. So it was music for me. Yeah. But, you know, it got to the point with our music teacher in high school that there were so many people like me who were more interested in talking to the pretty girl in front of them and or mm -hmm. making trumpet noises. <laughs> that, uh, she used well, to those take... are to be expected from actual trumpets. Yeah, or trombone noises, I suppose. Yeah. Um, that she actually started taking us out of music class about a quarter of the way into the class, taking us out of the band room and then taking us in to where the classroom was and playing charades. <laughs> so I didn't think she saw a lot of us as Juilliard candidates. <laughs> oh, dear. Were the charades musical at least? No. No. Wow. No, not even. Just charades. That, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, it was good times. Yeah, that's what every... Uh... That's what every academic musician aspires to. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Playing charades instead of training and practicing. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, this has been our first uh, go around at this, our first kick at the can. So mm -hmm. I, I view it as a staggering success. Incredible. We are both getting over colds. Our voice quality is no yeah. doubt. I don't usually sound system. like this. Yeah. I usually sound a little like Barry White, I think. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. That or James Earl Jones. I yeah, think, typically, but yeah. Well, you are black. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm as black as it gets. Really, I am. <laughs> yeah, with the pleated khakis and everything. That's right, and the, the button-down Ralph Lauren shirts. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, I guess that wraps it up. That wraps it up. It's been a pleasure. All right. Good well, times as always. All right. Silent high five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to put a sound effect or special effect in there for you. Yeah. All right. I'm hitting stop. All right.